Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Welcome to the Waterfall Wednesday edition of the Full Scale Outdoor Podcast. I'm your co-host Nick Johnson, and joined as always with Dale Luganville. How you doing, Dale? What's up, Nick? Good. Um. Not much is going on over here. I'm just selling a house and buying a house, and I'm about to pull my pull my damn pubes out. I'm so frustrated. Uh, I feel that's a little extreme, but I mean, I I, I think I'm picking up what you're laying down. <laughs> Actually, the process has been pretty easy for me. I'm not gonna lie, but you just your head gets spinning with all those numbers floating around, and oh, yeah. you're just you're just like. All right, just everybody take everything till I have no money left, I guess. Fuck it. Yep, pretty much it. And then you got to sign this, and then you got to sign that, and initial here, and then sign here, and initial here, 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 and here, sign this. And you're like, oh, okay, great, that was irritating. Well, that was the first stack of papers. So here, sign here, initial here. It's like, oh, my God. Can I just... Right. Can I, can I just give you money, <laughs> and you give me keys, <laughs> like pretty much any other thing I buy? <laughs> right, Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, I'd like to and, have that uh, Snickers. Okay, great. Uh, we need three forms of ID. Let's um, think, Jesus. We got to take out this couple thousand dollars. Do you understand why we're doing that? Like, no? Okay, moving on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's perfect. Oh, you, oh, you don't? Perfect, oh, okay, Mr. great. Johnson. So we're taking out these $10,000. Yeah, exactly. No. Well, that's um, good. Are you, are you excited for your new abode? Yeah. Um,. Sure, it's New Richmond, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Well, geez, you should be. So it's going to be quite a departure from living in Fridley, Minnesota. 
Uh, very much so. Yeah, are you, I'm looking are you forward to that. Keeping your same place of employment? No, I'm actually not. I don't know if I've even said this on the podcast or outside of like close circles, I guess. Well, you haven't but said I'm not. <laughs> I am. Uh, I actually took a full time job working in Saskatchewan this fall and next spring and next fall. Really? Yeah. I uh, I'm going to be working at Prairie Limits Outfitters in Neilburg, Saskatchewan. That's pretty dope. That is pretty dope. Very cool. So I will be up there September and October, and then in November I will be returning back to my home in New Richmond, and I'm going to be probably running some hunts over there. Right on. I haven't. I haven't pr- found a lodge or priced it out. I have found a lodge. I haven't negotiated with the lodge owner yet, though. I mean, it's swanky. It is a super, swanker. super swanky, swanky spot. But I don't want to. I don't want to charge fifteen hundred dollars a guy for three day packages. You know. Yes, you do. Yeah, I know. I mean, you want I like to. That. I don't know that it would sell, but I mean, you want to. <laughs> I will. The finer, the finer hunts in life are usually worth the price. <laughs> right, yeah. And a, a nice lodge sure is nice. That's pretty awesome. I'll come be, so, I'll come uh, be the uh, full-time uh, cook. I'll be camp cook. Were you wanting to be? Because I'd probably need one. <laughs> I could. It'd be fun. I was, th- I was thinking about hiring a cook, uh, if that all worked out, or, if, you know, like, what would guys think if I had meals catered? Obviously, catering is probably more expensive than just paying a guy a good amount of money to yeah. cook for us for three days. For sure. Uh, I'm sure. in for cook, man. That's That'd be fun. I've, that's what I've always thrown that idea around, like other places. Like, I don't necessarily be, need to be out in the field hunting, you know, make some bomb breakfast and sandwiches for right. lunch, bring in food, cook up some wild game. Hell yeah, that'd be bomb. Huh. That's pretty that's pretty exciting news. Yeah, so I've committed to doing that okay. the next few years. Or getting into we're getting into um short term, midterm and long term goals with Nick Johnson. <laughs> 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 well you definitely picked a good spot. Uh that's I was I was when you first just said New Richmond, I'm like, all right, well, you know, keep a keep a couch open. I'm gonna be crashing at your house. <laughs> Yeah, swing on by. I'm going to be unemployed. <laughs> we'll, play, we'll play video games in the basement. Um, and this yeah. money, I'm... Dude, I'm sorry. I'm distracted. My my computer keeps saying, like, my sound is, like, redlining out. Do you think it's going to sound like shit? It sounds okay on my end, but I don't know. What... Yeah, but you're not listening to it through my recording. Right, exactly. Hmm. Well, if it sounds like shit, we might have to use the recording then, yep. like on your phone. Yep, I have. I always record that channel. Wonder why it's doing that. Just Anyways, I will be unemployed, so swing on out and trying to figure out how to make money. <laughs> well, guided hunts should work. It's definitely in a good spot. Uh yeah, and one thing about being out there is you need to be licensed. Right, which so is why I'm. It... Go ahead. Um, it's just, it's why I'm making the move out there, um, because Minnesota's kind of a free for all, as in there's no licensing required for guide operations. Right. 
in Wisconsin, there is. There is licensing. And the license structure is weird because there's one stipulation to it that's going to get most people not eligible for being a guide there. That is, you have to be a resident. Right. So anybody who works as a guide, a hunting guide in Wisconsin, has to be a Wisconsin resident. That's why I'm moving out there. Cool. And, you know, like, if I wanted uh, Joe to come out and run some hunts out there, I couldn't. Or if I wanted you to come out right. and help me run a group of guys, I can't. So it would be a, a guide service operation that kind of really goes, like, goes back to my roots of guiding, like, who taught me how to guide, like Phil Schmidt doing small group, um, me being the scout, the lodge operator, the guide, I mean, a one-man band type of thing right yeah that's pretty that's pretty crazy so how you know that's one thing you don't see is a lot of wisconsin waterfall outfitters and it must just be that reason but you would think somebody you know that lives in wisconsin would have already done that but i don't know yeah i don't know of a single one no there's no nobody in that area that guides there is one guy. I don't know if he still does it, but it, it was just that was just a one-person operation, and uh, you know, several years ago, he used to advertise on Craigslist. His name was Matt's Guided Hunts, and he uh, he advertised. Uh, he had like a hundred green-edged gear decoys, and uh, provided fresh coffee every morning for like a hundred and twenty-five bucks. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, sounds like a pretty good deal. Just perusing realtor.com here for Wisconsin properties real quick. No, I'm just <laughs> Gonna set up as my competition. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Listen, we'll have the corner on the market. <laughs> That'll be great. Uh, that would be oh that's pretty that's pretty exciting. I must say. So yeah, what it's exciting, you... it's scary. Oh yeah, that's always it's always good. I like when I like when people take these kind of chances though. That's uh a lot better than you know, oh, I'm on my way to my boring job, I hate. Yeah. I've been I'm coming up on seventeen years at my boring job. Wow. Yeah, and I uh I hate it so much. <laughs> 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 that I'm fucking moving to Wisconsin and Oof taking a job with no benefits and way less pay and saying, I hope I figure it out from there. Well, the goose will, the goose will provide. Build it and they will come as they, as, as the movie That's says. That's how much I fucking hate my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I know about uh, those jobs y'all hate. It'll still be there waiting for you. That's how, oh, that's God. how you, that's how you know it, it's like, it's okay to leave it because <laughs> it's like yeah it's not the move you should be making because i mean it's by staying because it's just the shit jobs will always be there man they just they always will sure uh, i guess another waterfall news i went to the ultimate waterfallers challenge banquet last oh, that's right. friday that was sweet man that really is an impressive organization like uh all these guys fly in and dan winterland asked me to do a presentation on we did a like a waterfall trivia just as an entertainment section, and then I did a like a presentation on tungsten super shot for all these trophy hunter dudes. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Um, 
it's it, it's kind of a cool organization because there's an automatic icebreaker whenever you're in the room with anybody. Like, um, like, hey, what's your name? Like, yeah, it's Bill. Like, oh, how far how far in the challenge are you, Bill? Like, because everybody has a number like of how many of the forty one species they've got. Right. Like I'm at eighteen, you know, and like they give you a sweet like trophy when you get to like 15 and then they give you another one when you get to like 35 and then when you get all 41 they give you this sick ass like king eider trophy so everybody in there is there's really good like rapport and camaraderie i'd say between everybody and my uh i was a little bit worried about doing like a tungsten super shot presentation in front of like 100 people 100 plus people like while they eat dinner and like it's i had dense graphs and you know like energies at certain distances for certain pellets type graphs Mm -hmm. and i was doing my presentation and like 10 minutes into it i realized like everybody in the room was just hyper focused on me like there wasn't a fork clanging or anything i was like i was like dang this actually went pretty well hell yeah sweet yeah even and i saw that you saw some fuzzballs switching topics yeah, I did, and I, um, I've only seen one group down here um, on the Zumbro River. So I was going to talk about that, see what your opinions are. So I'll look out this window right now. and Oh, and of course they're not there, you bastards. I wonder where they went. So all day there's been like a group of, oh, I'd say 10 geese down there, and they appear to be paired up, but they're all kind of together, and there's – Zero babies. Mm-hmm. But there's one pair that's always by themselves, and they have the babies. So I guess I'm just assuming that those are non-breeding adults. You know Maybe. What I mean? Unless they might just... have nests, too. Yeah, but they're, like, they're always there. Like, they're never on the nest. So that would be pretty surprising. That would be an awesome way to raise kids. Just never there. <laughs> just never there. <laughs> <laughs> That works out pretty good. You can ask my kids. Um, uh, it was, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, it, they definitely like act like they're paired up, but they're not. They're not doing any actual like breeding or nesting behavior. So I don't know. I'm if you've it. Witnessed anything like that yourself? I have not seen any ducklings or goose goslings yet. Gooselings. And I haven't actually seen the little fuzzballs today. I don't know where. Mom and Dad took them, but I have not seen them yet today. What the fuck? So unless I got okay, I just went to, I just went to eBird. I just went to eBird, and I was gonna punch in Canada geese, Minnesota on pictures, Mm -hmm. but I didn't get that far. I just punched in Minnesota, so I'm just looking at all bird pictures for Minnesota, right? Yeah. Fucking. A five-pack of black-bellied whistling ducks is right there. What? It says May 2nd, Highland Lake Park Reserve, Minnesota, Hennepin County, United States. What? That is for sure a five-pack of black-bellied whistling ducks. The, what the hell are they doing up here? As found by Ron Cord's. No, I don't see it. I'm not doing it the right way. You went to Explore Regions. Where did you go to? I go to Explore Photos and Sounds. Explore. Keep scrolling down. Okay. 
Oh, there's two so bars search, where you can enter. Search photos and sounds? Yeah. yeah. And then I put in filters Minnesota. Oh. And then, like, I was about to put in Mallard or I was about to put in uh, Canada Goose to see if we could find any babies. Well, this has species. I don't think I'm in the right place. Oh, location. Never mind. Some idiots. But before I even punched in a species, I just changed the location to Minnesota. So every picture from Minnesota just pops up. If anybody's looking where these things are, they're on the basically the southeast corner of. Uh, wow, there they are. What the shit? Four ninety four and one sixty nine. Like if I were to East Bush Lake Beach, the pin drop is like yeah. There's pretty much Bush Lake Park Picnic Shelter number three is very close by. I guess the best way to pinpoint exactly where these are, go to eBird, go to Explore, scroll down to Explore Photos and Sounds, and then look at Minis filter out to Minnesota. What in the heck? Why are they here? That's nuts. I don't know, but, like, those things are just expanding, dude. Um, clearly, I think they, I feel like they made a big jump. <laughs> like Florida, Texas, and Minnesota. Nothing in between. Right. Like, what? You remember, like, one of them showed up in Hutchinson? Like, uh, one of them showed up in Hutchinson uh, five years ago, probably, and I guess birders everywhere went there. I don't remember that. That's pretty cool. Here's a shoveler, hmm. a bunch of mergansers, oh, a bunch, really bunch of redheads. Day. Hooded mergansers, common mergansers, swans. The fuck is that? A horned grebe? That thing's fucking cool looking. Oh, those are, oh no, that's a western grebe. I was thinking of the ones that they stand up in there, do that kind of crazy little water dance. Yeah, dude, but I get these ABA rare bird alerts, right? Mm -hmm. Here it is from yesterday. ABA rare bird alerts. Nothing. It says there's a tufted duck in Ontario and Quebec. Well, somebody needs Nothing. to enter those black bellies in there. No shit. I wonder if they'll pop up here. That's well. That said, that was May second. That was yesterday. So maybe they won't pop up until tomorrow or today or something when I get my report. Hmm. Well, shit. There's some black-bellied whistling ducks in the metro, um, and if you want to see a black-bellied whistling duck so go as soon as you hear this like take a detour from work <laughs> leave now if you can get to this park to see one like see one they're cool as shit so they're one I... of the most like charismatic looking ducks that they've got these big giant long stupid legs and these big pink stupid bills <laughs> and they got this stupid look on their face <laughs> they're just adorable I want to know, like, where do you think they're going? Are they just going to be here all? I don't know because you know what I mean. I they're have just gonna gotten... be here all summer, like you know what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't think so because anytime I see a report that is a black-bellied whistling duck, and I've seen them in like Illinois, Iowa, um, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin has had some. Minnesota has had like that one in Hutchinson that we were talking about, and they're not, they're never there long. All the reports are there for like four days, five days, a week. Maybe they like just sit there for a week and they're like, you know what? We did fuck up. 
(laughs) (laughs) If we are not in Texas. I'm scrolling through these pictures. There's a, this white faced Ibis, which, um, that's another species that you don't usually, uh, think of like Northern climates. Yeah, and now I've I've got um, my species narrowed down to just mallard, and I see no fuzzballs in in this at all. Hmm. Not yet. Let me punch in catagoose. Feel like if we got any little, we gotta have a ducks, right? Dude, I'm still not even seeing anything. Jeez, I apparently need to take pictures of these guys and uh, post them up. I've been checking dead birds on the side of the road quite a bit. There seems yeah. to be a lot of dead waterfowl this year. No, of course. I've never found one. Uh, I've never, ever found a band on a dead bird before. And I bite, you know, around quite a bit around the metro here, like, I got opportunities to check them. I'm not driving back, like, buying too fast. I can pull over on my bike and check them. Like, I've never, ever found a band. And I love those videos. Oh, they're the best. Uh, of, uh, like, I know I get them and Joe gets more than I do. Because sometimes I get the same one that Joe posts. But mm-hmm. sometimes he gets one that I I didn't get. I fucking love watching those. Like, the uh, shock. And the uh, joy in people's voices when they're like, all right, just going to check this out. The wife is pissed off at me now. Like, And then runs out. They're like, no fucking way. Yeah, it is pretty wicked. And it's like. It just brings me happiness. And honestly, like to to up people's uh, chances, you need to be checking like non-game species too. Like the hawks and stuff you see because they, they ban those things. Like I think that would be a right. super cool band to get would be on a, a hawk or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Like, cause what are, what is your other option of getting one? There isn't one. Like, you can't legally shoot them, so it's like, I don't know. That'd be pretty, pretty sweet. I've I mean, checked. maybe don't like, don't like try to hit that bald eagle like sitting well, on right. that road call, road kill deer. <laughs> like, boom, or no band. You're out there with your binoculars. Bald eagle feathers in your grill. Band like, hunting. When you did that. <laughs> band hunting. <laughs> band hunting with my troll. Like okay, there's a banded there's a banded bald eagle on this stretch. I'm just gonna go back and forth. <laughs> Uh, oops, I spilled a couple crappies on the shoulder. <laughs> Those should, should be fine. <laughs> That's hilarious. Don't give anybody any, any ideas here. Uh, I've checked two two dead pelicans and no bands yet. I okay, there are pelican bands out there for oh, yeah, sure. For sure, yeah. I've seen them on actual live birds, but not uh, yet the... Well, I mean, how often you run into a dead pelican? The fact that I've seen two of them is pretty, pretty amazing. I'm the only person I know. Now you got me. Now you got me curious. About what? About pelican bands. How many banded pelicans there are in Minnesota? Yeah, let's see how many they banned. Well, there's definitely more and more pelicans every year. Uh, I was just fishing <laughs> yesterday, and there was shit tons of them. What's what's their name what's their like common name white pelican is it white mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm just dude you, if you go into the band there's a million species that you have to scroll through 
It's definitely not under pelican. So white ibis, white tern, white wagtail, American, swan. American white pelican. It's American white pelican? Well, now i got to go all the way back up to A. American avocet, black duck, American coot, American crow. Oh, fuck, there's a lot of American stuff. American <laughs> widget, American white pelican right there. Bang. Not... All right, here we go. And what are you looking on for that? Um, this is the summaries of banding and encounter oh, okay. data. I put a link to this in my Snapchat like a week ago, and I said bookmark this one. So you can just look up all species, and get um, you can get band counts and encounters. So this is I'm looking up American white pelican, United States, Minnesota, from 1960 to 2022. I just clicked get counts. Okay, here we go. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they haven't been banned in them uh, very recently, probably because of COVID or something. But 2019, they got 500 on them. But 2018, it says zero. 2017, 849. And this, I'm just going to go. Well, here. From 2014 to 2017, they got 382, 477, 982, 849. Okay. But from 1998 until 2010, so that's 12 years straight, they did over 2,000 wow. every year. There's a couple years they got 1,500. Okay. And fuck, then 1997, there's a zero year. But 1996, to 1988 again over 2000 so there's like yeah so the bandings count is that when they're putting them on and then bandings and yep. count encounters count is when they've like recaptured uh, an encounter yeah is a is any encounter like a recapture a re or you found yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you found it dead or even like somebody down at you know a park ended up getting the numbers and reporting it just any encounter it's not a death it's just somebody reporting it look at how low the encounters are yeah it's really There's... not great are you looking at it right now yeah okay so you found the mm -hmm. you found the website yes sir yeah that's pretty fucking cool. awesome huh now I want to know, like, we're just going, like, doesn't even matter. You can't hunt white pelicans. Why do we even care? Because they <laughs> die places. And you can get metal detectors from a rental, a, like, a rental store and then go to where, like, the islands that they all hoard up on and die all the time and, like, go out there and find them with a metal detector and a plastic shovel. I want to know what the population sell them on eBay. of them is in Minnesota. Minnesota, they're estimated to be about 22,000 pairs of pelicans. So that's 44,000 individuals. Mm -hmm. Damn. And they banded 2,000 of them 10 years ago. Your chances are low. <laughs> <laughs> they banded 60,000 of them since 1960. Huh. That would be, I mean... I gotta assume that's probably the biggest band they make. Those birds are huge. Probably this website, probably though, the same size as a, same size as a swan, I suppose. Like the leg band. Yeah. This uh, this website though, the USGS summaries of banding and data 
expanding and encounter data. This little gem of a website has just made so many conversation starters for me. Like somebody like will be like, oh, yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from North Dakota. They didn't ban any geese in uh, where I'm from. They didn't ban any geese in North Dakota last year. Oh, yeah. Let's find out. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you this. Your chances of finding a banded pelican substantially greater than finding a banded coot. <laughs> yeah. In Minnesota, at least. Pull, pull it up. I did. <laughs> it's dismal. <laughs> well, how many coots are we banding every year? Uh, Not many. 2014 is the last one they have listed here, and there is two. Damn. Yeah, that's not great. Apparently, we know all we need to know about coots. <laughs> nobody's nobody's excited about coots. All right, so I'm going to pull up large Canada goose. Now, this is a, a hot tip if you're using the summaries of banding and encounter data. There's two types of Canada geese, and sometimes states use one type of them, and sometimes they use the other. But... um. There's large Canada goose and there's Canada goose. If you're in like the lower 48 and you're banding geese in July or June, you should be putting the species under large Canada goose, right? It's a temperate nesting large Canada goose. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always work that way. Um, sometimes they list it under Canada goose, just the biologist or whatever. So you're going to have, if you really want to know how many Canada geese got banded, check large and regular Canada geese. But here's 2021 for every state I can pull up. And uh, Wisconsin got 4,300. Tennessee got 2,300. Missouri got 2,500. Minnesota got 2,500. Michigan, 4,200. Iowa was the winner in 2021, got 4,462. I think a lot of those were black bands. Hmm. Illinois 4,000. So it's like you either didn't do any because of COVID, I'm assuming, or you yeah, got a couple few thousand. Guess. Huh. Ah. Well, you can't lost in this website, can't you? Yeah, you sure can. There's not many Sand Hill pump... Crane bands out there either, but they are out there. No, where where do those where do those get encountered the most? The most encounters, I think, are New Mexico. Am I, am I wrong or right? No. Utah. Yeah, don't tell me. Actually, tell me. I don't know. How do I know where it <laughs> says the most are? I don't know how to navigate this thing. I'm still looking in Minnesota. So, in 2022, nobody's banded a large Canada goose yet. That's updated in this system. There was 655 encounters in Illinois, which I'm going to guess are a lot of color markers in Cook County or Chicago. Because those were all the neck collars are and all the tarsal bands, they end up in the Chicago. And they also, their season runs past Gillette January 1. Let's go get some of those. <laughs> <laughs> those would be cool. Some bread and some pliers. Mm-hmm. Last, work, how's your lassoing skills? Oh, dude, I've been working on them. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> now that I have this little yipper dog. There you go. Yeah, bought me a cowboy rope. About strangled the thing to death a few times. And assless traps. Those weren't needed, but <laughs> <laughs> great excuse to get a pair. <laughs> Absolutely. 
weeks. You were Bro, we've been talking week. for 30 minutes already. I know, it's cool. How does time fly by? So it is, man. Well, this has been uh, Nick and Dale's eBird adventure. That's right. You can have your own adventure if you have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> Take your own We've been doing that safari. a lot, but I don't care because I fucking love looking at eBird. Any yeah. excuse to pull open eBird. Dude, we found out that there was uh, black-bellied whistling ducks in Minnesota this week. And we found out your chances of getting a banded pelican are far greater than that of uh, of a coot and of a sandhill Absolutely. And so of... shoot those pelicans. <laughs> Get after them. <laughs> Get after them walleye eating bastards. <laughs> Nobody in a public area would ever notice you doing that. No. Like just shooting a, no shooting a white, pure white, gorgeous pterodactyl out of the sky. I'll, I'll say this. I bet... I bet we're not far away from some chatter in the, uh, in on the Facebook world or the forums about when can we hunt these pelicans? They're eating all of our walleyes because there are more and more pelicans every year. Oh really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose people care about them walleyes a lot. Oh man, they. I mean, to the point where they were shooting. They had uh, DNR sharpshooters were on like Leech Lake and or sniping off cormorants because they were blaming them for eating all their walleyes. Really? Yeah, it's, the walleye fishermen are the worst. They're, they're like, that makes me wonder how close we are to a open, sh- like an open season on cormorants, because uh, the the back in the Trump administration, they made it easier to get to that point. Mm. And if you, if they have sharpshooters out, like usually the next step is going to be letting the public go to fucking town. I'm just gonna look up real quick if they're still doing those. Um, in Minnesota, because I haven't heard anything about them in a long time. Look, shooting cormorants. Yeah, cormorant calls in Minnesota. Well, I'll use this opportunity to remind everybody that we still have a lot of time before September first, the weekend or opener weekend of goose hunting, to get your skills up to and impress your buddies level. If you download the Goose Tech app and start grinding away at it, there will be no better benefit. Me and Joe Heinz love to say this. There's nothing more important to goose hunting than improving your goose calling abilities. It's not buying decoys. It's not. I mean, obviously, you can't goose call, call geese into the desert. So location is a little bit important, but I would, I need to be good at goose calling to to. To accomplish what I do, I wouldn't kill a goose on nine out of ten of my hunts if I couldn't do stuff. Because I just like hunting weird situations, public land. Guys, get the Goose Tech app. Reach out to me. I want to help you. I want to help coach you along. Get you to that point where you are responsible for making sick ass memories with your friends and family, and they're all impressed with like you calling in birds, and then they get to have all the fun killing them. Brought to you by. The Goose Tech app. <laughs> the Goose Tech app. Get the Goose Tech app. Tell your buddies. Start practicing with your buddies. Get a team going. Meet up every like Tuesday night. Watch YouTube hunting videos. Play around with the Goose Tech app. Watch YouTube instructionals. Watch Scott Trinan's The Roost. He's got a bunch of good instructionals. Get good at goose going. Damn it. You'll be. You'll. You'll get more dead birds at your feet. That's for sure. A lot. By a lot. Yeah. And when we say at your feet, we mean landing at your feet. You can just 
beat them over the head with your All right, what were we talking save about? that expensive TSS ammo um, <laughs> <laughs> for those long shots. Don't waste it on 15 yard shots. <laughs> uh, the Cormorant calling in Minnesota. So the current, the close or uh, most recent is the word I'm looking for. Uh, I have an article here. It was 2017. Wildlife manager, managers seek to regain authority to kill problem cormorants. So they must have lost the ability to do it for whatever reason. And mm. In 2017, they were trying to do it again. So I don't know if uh, if we've been successful at that. But yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll go for that again. But that Trump made it easier because that is it is it is pretty hard to get the the green light for that. Um, anything it is that's, anything that's not already considered a game bird. Right, the, everything, every yeah. migratory bird is protected by the migratory or by the yeah. What is it? Yeah. Migratory bird treaties. Correct. International Migratory Act of eighteen. All of them, even ducks and geese. Right. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Even the stuff you can kill. It's well, anything. Even, that, yeah. For, anything that migrates across international boundaries is covered under that act. Right. And like there's like a special provision that like if we meet certain requirements, then you can hunt ducks and geese. Like that's why they do the surveys and stuff, because mm -hmm. that's part of those requirements. Yep, that's where your federal framework comes from, is branch off of that. You ever Absolutely. notice how they're they're really they're doing a lot of like woodcock and snipe and rail studies these days? Hmm. It's because like 20 years ago, the antis figured out that they could sue the government, that they did not have an idea of, like, what the current population was of those species, um, and antis figured out they could shut the seasons down. Sturdy bastards. Because they did, because if the government doesn't have the information, they can't conduct a season, because they're covered under the, you know, right. Migratory Bird Treaty. Mm -hmm. mm, interesting. Just more factoids. Dirty rat bastards. All right, buddy. Damn. Well, All who right. is our sponsor? Uh, again this week, we still have cutthroat bow fishing, which I'm actually going to be joining Nolan this weekend. They are uh, apparently desperate for uh, a fill-in for a tournament they're doing uh, Saturday night. So that's what I'll be doing. Uh, I'm Sweet. not good I'm, luck. I'm not good at it. <laughs> I'll just be the first to admit. I mean, I'd never do it. Like, I just like I would love to do I it more it often, takes... but. Like some skill because the water reflects the light, Correct. so you're not like aiming directly at what you see. Yep, you gotta you gotta aim below them. Yeah, Connor Lausch explained it to me. He said mm -hmm. the deeper it is, the lower you aim. Yep, and so I, I and I I convinced. We'll have to set it up, but I, I it took a little doing, but I convinced Joe to give it a try someday. And he was he was nice. he was much like you, <laughs> very right out of the gate, like dude. <laughs> he's like, I fucking hate bows. <laughs> That's what he said. He's like, first time <laughs> someone went bow hunting, I had the release was wrong or something. I pulled it halfway back, I snapped and punched myself in the face <laughs> or something. He said. <laughs> he's like, and they stink. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't use release on these. They're set way, 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 way lower on the poundage. And also, you can't tell me that Canada geese don't stink too. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's yeah but Canada geese aren't slimy and wet. <laughs> true, true. It depends on how how long you leave them in the back of your truck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, if anybody would like to try uh, bow hunting if you've never done it, because I do think um, I 
I do feel like there's a weird commonality with waterfall hunters and bow fishing because it really is the fishing part of that term is just because they actually are fish. Like it is definitely more hunting than it is fishing, and it's a it's, yeah. it's a riot, dude. It's it's a ton of fun. Um, cool. Yeah, I think you All should right, try not necessarily killing thing, but just like you could just watch the lights. Like it's pretty exciting, and you get to see a lot of cool uh, ducks and geese up close at night when you spook them with those big lights. It's pretty cool. So get a hold That's of cutthroat. That does kind of sound cool. That is like how a lot of market hunters used to kill ducks and geese. Mm-hmm. They put out a little bait, little bait pile, and then they creep up with their like uh, punt guns, lantern spotlights, <laughs> and punt guns. Yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah, whack. All right, we can go to the meat market and pick up some uh, camas backs tomorrow at the at the store. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, he's on All Facebook. Right, cutthroat bow fishing. Check him out. Until next week. All right. Well, until next week, man. Bye. Catch you later. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.